0: Team wise, are you pretty stable with where you're at? Or are you guys going to try to scale up a little bit more? Like, do you know how many people it requires to like do one of these done for you things? And then do you need more people as you continue to grow or teammates? Yeah. Um,
1: the, The back end's pretty good. For nice. Sure. Um, okay. It, it because it's so systematized. Hundreds of templates. You know, SOPs are incredible. Mm-hmm. And to hire another virtual assistant. It's like nothing. Know, the cost of that is so insignificant relative mm-hmm. to margins. And so, um, once you have the foundation, the systems, like the just the whole foundation on the back end, then it becomes much easier to scale up on the front end. If your you know cost per acquisition on the on the ads is working out, then really the only bottleneck is just hiring and training more
0: sales reps at that point. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the, the next step. Yeah. One thing that I was just thinking about is like how easy it is to start a business these days with the virtual talent because the cost to bear, the, the buried entry is so low and they're so talented. It would be so much more difficult to be profitable and you you would have to charge
1: more money. Yeah. Like they are such a blessing. Incredible. Like, I I think so many more American entrepreneurs should be taking advantage of virtual assistants, specifically Mm -hmm. from the Philippines. My brother has a personal assistant, virtual personal assistant from, um, Costa Rica. She lives in Mexico and she's Mm -hmm. brilliant, like brilliant, a good deal. And it's just a huge, a huge mutual win-win. She's getting paid X amount. She's super grateful for it. It's not that much relative in, in American, um, mm-hmm. American, you know, reference, but it's just incredible to yeah. outsource that type of talent is high. I highly recommend
0: it. A hundred percent. Like the uh, same thing. I have a Egyptian virtual assistant. Um, cool. And, and, um, I'll be, she makes eight bucks an hour. Like. Yeah. I, which is kind of high on the virtual assistant yeah, spectrum. Yeah, i pay some similar to um, But dude, so smart, so talented, way better at Excel than me. Like it's it's amazing the type of talent that's available and it's all, it's, the world's just getting more global. So yeah. you are truly missing out as an American entrepreneur if you are not utilizing virtual assistants. Couldn't so agree more. Yeah, you know, I, I pay some Americans to do
1: some uh, <laughs> phone support yeah. and I'm really just paying for that American accent. Totally, like, uh, you know, I'm paying uh, X amount. I'm paying more for the American for basically um less quality of work. Mm-hmm. But she sounds like an American on the phone.
0: Exactly. Which so is crazy. That's, what I'm yeah. for. that's the other thing too. The quality of work is truly better yeah. than, than like they, they, they work harder. They are in some cases smarter than, than their Amer- American counterpart, yeah. way less entitled. Um, Yeah. I, I have nothing but good things to say and about I, I, what I
1: just, something I just thought of. I think if people now, now I know it's like the level of, Quality of work is higher with virtual assistants. And I I know some people, when they get encountered with VAs on a business, they're like, where are you from? Like, whoa, 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 you're not, you're not in America. This Mm -hmm. is kind of sketch. Yeah. But realistically, like in most businesses, the VAs depending on the situation. But the VAs can be so talented and provide such high quality work.
0: Sometimes it's actually better to be talking direct to the VA than it is the American. I, I would agree 100%. And yeah. you got to think about it too. All these, we got to come full circle, American Express, all of these places, they're all using oh. v, VAs essentially. They just have giant call centers or data centers. I actually don't yeah. even think they have data centers. They probably have, same thing, Filipinos on their laptops, just managing support. Yeah, like yeah. it's, so I if they're going to do it, you definitely should do it as an entrepreneur. Cause it's where like, do you find your VAs? Um, I have a couple of different places. Um, so I have like a recruiting company who I've worked with in the past, way back in the day when I was doing real estate, like wholesaling houses and all that, uh, before I like worked for Ryan, I was just mm-hmm. in the coaching program. Um, I got them from Facebook groups. Okay. So there was like a, virt- a virtual Filipino Facebook group stuff. And I would be like, Hey, I'm hiring for these roles, whatever. So I did that for a while. Um, and then, um, yeah, those are the two main places. And then every now and then I have like the V are also getting better about reaching out to me now. Um, like, So I get, I still get people like, hey, like, I want to work for you. Like, I love r- what Ryan's doing. Um, and then obviously you got to like the video editors and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah. What are online jobs? PH.
1: Onlinejobs.ph, I think it is. Ooh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, and that's all
1: like, just, can you post your job on there and you get applicants or what does that look like? Yeah. Honestly, my brother does a lot of all the hiring, mm-hmm. but I believe it's similar to like an Upwork mm-hmm. situation. It's, it's, a, it's a marketplace where you can find online talent. And I think it's onlinejobs.ph. Okay. Nice. That's, that's good value. I I recommend that for VAs.
0: And so like, as far as your personal growth journey, like, were there any books or were there, is there like any author slash speaker that you really attribute a lot of your success to? Dude, I think,
1: um, think and grow rich. Mm -hmm. That is an absolute staple. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at the Bible and religion, Christianity, (laughs) I think think and grow rich and business. I think it's the Bible for business, yeah, like it is so spot on, mm-hmm. and to think that the book was written when was it was written, like a hundred years ago, like if not more years ago, it's yeah. crazy. And it was like so spot on. I, I try to read it at least once a year, like really, not, not more than once, That's year, good. but once a year. Yeah. I try to read it, and I I really think that every entrepreneur should also consistently read that book, mm-hmm. and then you know in high school, I hated reading mm-hmm. because they would make you read these stupid, in my opinion, stupid fiction books that I didn't sure. give a shit about. And, you know, once I started reading business books after college, I was like, damn, like reading is so powerful. And I think another book that really helped from early twenties was, uh, How to win friends and influence people. Mm -hmm. I think those two books are such staples that should be mandatory to
0: read in high school and or college. I would agree 100%. And yeah, yeah, those are the two books. Like I read those actually, I think like when I was 17 or 18, that was my first like glimpse into the entrepreneurship world. And yeah, totally changed my life. And they're so fundamental, but Mm -hmm. so powerful. Agreed. And I I, I just, I think it's like, it's right. just baseline knowledge that every entrepreneur should know. Yeah. And that's like what I have, like all of our sales guys go through too. I'm, I, uh, At least how to win friends and influence people. Cause that one, like I need to read it again. I've it's read it in time. like a long time, but yeah, those two were like the OGs for sure. So I love that. Yeah. And then, but honestly, dude, in the
1: business space, like Ryan's always been, or not always, but last few years had been a huge inspiration just to see like specifically, on how fast he was able to scale so many businesses mm-hmm. and to manage such a conglomerate of of businesses in so many different industries and uh, I think it's it's really cool I know or I think I know how how complex that is and so you know it's it's really cool to learn about you know the things you've been saying about the operations mm-hmm. managing that many people etc but um I think for some people they try to start too many things at the same time. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with Ryan, I think last year. And, you know, he's always like building one after each other. Like mm-hmm. you can't build several at the same time. You kind of got to do, you know, have stepping stones, have, make sure one's figured out first, automated, someone's in place to manage it effectively, exactly. et cetera, then move to the second. 100%. One, where some people are trying to do three things at once and none of them are really doing that good where realistically, if they just focus on one of those offers, they would be very profitable with that one offer. Then they can go to the second offer. And I do think where you, f- if you focus on something for long enough, Similar to compound interest, mm-hmm. there's compound effort. For sure. And so like, you know, I've been in the funding space skills. For several years, compound skills. Yeah. And so, um, for me, I just, I feel like right now I have so much momentum in everything that I'm doing regarding business in, in the funding space because I've been doing it for several years. And I just, I'm really feeling that, that compounding effort. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at first people kind of got to dip their toes and figure out what's going to stick, but. You can't do that for forever. Mm-hmm. You gotta pick something and at least give it like a few solid years at least and then really catch that compound interest, compound uh, effort, effort. Yeah. compound skills.
0: I agree hundred percent. And one thing that, yeah, like you said, they think that Ryan's doing built all these different things all at once, but in reality, like he built one house flipping business for, I think what was it? Seven years before then getting into coaching and education. And then that just kind of grew organically for a long time. And then slowly at all the skills that we learned from the coaching business, then translated to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. So like, yeah. it's not as far as like speed goes, like it's not uh, something that, it seems like it's an overnight success, but everything that we've learned from all the other businesses, now we can apply the same frameworks to the new thing. Mm. So for example, every time we launch a new business or a new coaching offer, it's the same exact framework that we had for the last one. Um, Or then all the things that we learned from these events, we were able to apply to anything else that we do. Now we do these little workshops and whatever. So yeah, like you said, it's it's compound, like to me, it's skills as well, because like the same skills that we learned building the first business, now we can apply to the next one. The problem, like you mentioned, are people, you know they, they do drop shipping then they do Turo then they do some other thing and it's completely different yeah and they're all so different the sets aren't overlapping yeah and they're trying to do all of it at once you haven't built one profitable business what makes you think you'd be able to build three yeah. right like you're gonna do everything at a c plus like you got to focus on one thing get an a in it first and then you can go to the next thing